are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Got to get a few things in Bachelor World to go over and some TV news for you. And we will get to that momentarily. I do want to tell you that once again, this podcast brought to you by Organifi. 20% off your next order. Go to Organifi.com slash Reality Steve for 20% off your next order. Organifi is a superfood blend that tastes amazing and makes it easier for anyone to choose their own health every day. Also, one of the best deals going right now, I can't stress this enough, Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve135. Use code realitysteve135 and get $135 off. That's like 14 meals plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve135. Code is realitysteve135. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So I do want to get started and I want to talk to you about a couple things going on in Bachelor World. First off, Rose ceremony number three, this rose ceremony that's going to be in a couple of weeks, assuming we have rose ceremonies at the end of every episode, but we don't know that yet. We don't know how their TV schedule is going to go. But anyway, as we know, rose ceremony number three, the, the rose ceremony before they head off to Paris is when the guys make a decision about who they're going to be interested in going forward, Gabby or Rachel. We've seen in the promos that what three guys rejected Rachel, it was um, James, Tremaine, and I think somebody else uh, rejected Rachel. Um, The thing is, we've also seen footage of Hayden sitting down with Gabby at that particular cocktail party before that rose ceremony and telling her he's going to go with Rachel. So that's the thing that I don't know about how that episode plays out is why are these women giving out roses to people that didn't think or they didn't even know or maybe still had a question mark about whether they would accept it or not. That's what I'm unsure of because I know some men told the women at the cocktail party, hey, I'm going with this one. I know Tino told um, Gabby that he was going with Rachel and we saw Hayden say it. Now, they left out the other stuff that makes Hayden... uh, what he said a little bit worse, but you get my point. So I don't know why we have that rose ceremony. And when these guys reject Rachel, if Gabby doesn't want them, I'm guessing some of these guys that rejected Rachel got rejected then by Gabby who said, you know, see ya. I just, I just can't imagine. It doesn't make any sense that because Rachel or they said no to Rachel, that they automatically get a rose from Gabby. What if Gabby didn't want them? I'm just confused on why, those two women did not know going into that rose ceremony who to give a rose to when some guys were clearly informing them at the cocktail party who they were interested in. So we'll see how that, uh, how that plays out. Um, okay, let's get to it. Um, I will say that I go into this a little more thorough and maybe if you see it written out, it's a little easier to comprehend in regards to the Nick Vile, Natalie, his girlfriend, and the Katie stuff that blew up over the last couple days. So today's column, um, it should be up. If if you're listening to this podcast right away, once it's posted, my reader emails should be up in an hour or so. Uh, Should be up by about um, 10 a.m. Eastern time. 
I go over it a lot more thorough there because I include links and I want you to actually watch what Nick and Natalie said on his podcast in regards to the problem with Katie and what she said. So I will give you the shorter version. Like I said, it's in my reader emails. Go check it out. Because if you're really interested in this, I really do think you need to listen to the arguments and listen to what Nick and Natalie had to say and listen to what Katie said to get Nick and Natalie to respond. Because it's if you're just doing stuff through hearsay, I'm sorry, I, I don't think your opinion matters. Because this is something where you have to listen to what Katie said, which then in turn gave Natalie and Nick a chance to give their thoughts and then make your decision. I think I know what a lot of your opinions is going to be based on that. But I suggest listening to what they said first and not just going off hearsay. What I will say is this. I'll break it down a little bit shorter than I did in my column, but please go check that out. It's a lot easier there. The biggest thing, um, there, there, there's a lot of to break down here. This isn't just a one-issue thing. This is a lot there. But the biggest thing was Natalie, who I didn't even know. Does Nick, does he co-host his podcast with his girlfriend now? I don't know. I don't listen to Nick's podcast. The only time I listen is when I'm specifically told something happened and I want to listen to it so I actually respond to the issues at hand and not just go off hearsay, which is something Nick preaches all the time. So Natalie said, and I'm reading this word for word because I listened and I wrote it down. Natalie said this on the podcast, quote, I have such an issue with this. I'm just so confused as to why she continues to bring these guys into her life. She's talking about Katie. Why are we still bringing them up? They have moved on. They have tried to forget about that. And you just get bored and decide you want to rope everyone back in. And I think that's really weird. I have a really big issue with that. That's what Natalie said about Katie. That seems to be your issue is that she didn't appreciate the fact that Katie is still talking about her men when she did a TikTok live this past weekend. But here's the thing. Again, I don't know if. Natalie watched the TikTok live or, you know, she probably didn't watch it live as it was happening. But clearly the things that Katie said in that TikTok live were relayed back to Natalie. I don't know if she saw the screenshots or not. I think she did. And I guess at that point, I guess Natalie and I just have a clear. Just we're on opposite ends in the spectrum when it comes to what Katie said on those TikTok lives. I didn't think it was that bad at all. I don't think. What she said about Andrew was a big deal. I don't think she what she said about Michael was a big deal. It's not like she was calling guys out. She was being a bitch. She was, you know, slandering her guys. It was just, hey, here's some things from my season. She was literally asking, people were asking for tea, and then they would just throw out a name, and she gave a little story, a little insight. And I don't know how Natalie doesn't understand at this point, like, the reason leads and or contestants talk about behind the scenes stuff, juicy tidbits from the show, it's because that's what their fans want to hear. Your boyfriend does it all the time. Like it's majorly part of your boyfriend's job to do this. Like and I don't fault him and I don't fault uh, and I don't fault Katie and I don't fault anybody. That that's how these people a lot of them are making a living now is you know, what does Nick do on his podcast? He does a recap of the show, an episode that he gets in advance from production, so it's ready to go two seconds after the show ends on Monday night. He recaps it, and he usually has a guest that he interviews. You, Natalie, you're, you're being very hypocritical when you say 
tell Katie to stop talking about her guys. And, and you say, well, Nick's not talking about his girls, his season. He's talking about the season currently at hand. He's talking about the show. Okay, well, then let me remind you of something, Natalie, that maybe you're not aware of. Maybe you are. I don't know. But back in 2020, Nick charged his listeners on a Patreon podcast to listen to him interview eight or nine of his women that he had dumped on his season three years earlier. But <laughs> that's sink in. Katie didn't even rip her guys. Didn't even like spill any dirt about them. She just answered some questions about her guys, and I'm sure they didn't even give a shit. Your boyfriend made a whole production out of interviewing the women from his season that he dumped in January through, or that he dumped, actually dumped them in 2016. It didn't air until January or March of 2017, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say these women he dumped were in February and March of 2017, and then he interviews them in August of 2020. Not only did he interview them, he charged people to listen to it, and he labeled his different tiers of subscription as basic tea seekers and premium tea seekers, $4.99 and $5.99. So, I mean, sure, Natalie is allowed to have that opinion, like, Katie, stop talking about your guys. But when your boyfriend did the same exact thing on a much higher level and charged people to listen to him talk to the women from his season, it's all the same thing. You're talking about it, and why do you think Nick did that? Why do you think your boyfriend did that, Natalie? For engagement. He knows people are interested in that. It was smart of him to do that. I don't know about three years later. That seemed a little out of left field, but, you know, whatever. But the whole point is the reason contestants talk about their show and give juicy tidbits is fans eat that shit up. They love it. Your boyfriend literally, his job right now is, part of his job is literally covering this show and interviewing the contestants. I can say the same thing to you. Why is he doing that? Because he knows it gets engagement from his listeners. So... <laughs> The hypocrisy is hilarious. That's all I'm going to say. There's there's a little more to it in on my website today, but uh, if you want to, go check that out. But that was the main point, is that she had a problem with Katie still talking about her men, yet her boyfriend did the same exact thing three years later after his season ended and charged people for it. So, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, you know... You saw what Blake said yesterday. Same thing. You know, Blake called him out. I agreed with Blake on my Instagram stories. It, it's just laughable. The hypocrisy from this man is laughable. Hell, he said in that podcast as well, I don't get why some of my peers will get so sensitive about other people talking about them, but then they'll do stuff like this, referring to Katie. That came out of Nick Vile's mouth. I don't get why some of my peers are so sensitive about other people talking about them. <laughs> you couldn't write this stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the lack of self-awareness is unreal. And the hypocrisy is second to none. Moving on. Um, I did want to talk about tonight, big night. Big Brother and the challenge. <laughs> Look, uh, mini Big Brother spoiler 
if you are listening right now and you don't want to know who won Power of Veto, of course, as I've told you in these last couple daily roundups, I didn't want to know who won Power of Veto. But just doing any sort of search or reading anything about what's going on in the house and the microaggressions towards Taylor, I come across the fact that fucking Michael won Power of Veto. Now, I don't know who he switched out. Or does that happen? That doesn't happen live, right? That's already happened. Okay, so I know that he won Power of Veto, which... My guess is Michael's going to put Taylor up. I don't know. I did not read that, but that's my guess is he's going to put Taylor up because it seems like Taylor is being ganged up on the in the house, and that's just going to set off a whole firestorm. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't know. I have not read that. All I read was he won power veto, and I didn't want to read that. So I'm pissed. That sucks. <laughs> I did not want to read who won power veto, but you know, you read a, you start reading a story, and it's like it pops in right there. But I'll get over it. The challenge is also on tonight, right after Big Brother. Last week, they each had an hour and a half episode because it was the premiere. Tonight, it's just an hour each. So I'm not going to be bogged down for three hours tonight, just two. I'm looking forward to the challenge. I really want to see how this algorithm play works out. Someone asked me about it today in the reader emails as well. And I'm re- I, I really am curious to see how this plays out because it's just so different from the main show, the MTV show, where... You know, vets pick off rookies every season. This one, you can't really do that because your team is going to be switched up every single week. And depending on which team wins, they have control of the house. The team that obviously finishes last goes into the bottom two. And I don't know what they're they're calling it, the gauntlet. I don't know what they're calling it when they battle. I forget what the, the name of the pit is called. But... Because the algorithm is choosing the teams, it might have two Love Island people. It could have two Survivor people on it. It could have two Big Brother people on it. It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. I do not want to know spoilers for the challenge at all. So if you do know them, please do not tell me. And I hope just by saying that, that doesn't mean somebody's going to be like, oh, I'm going to send Steve an email and trick him and start talking about somebody else and then throw it in there about who wins the challenge CBS this year. I don't want to know. I do know that they're filming the MTV one as we speak, or maybe they're finishing up on it. I think they're towards the end. I think I did read the cast list. Like, I don't mind reading the cast list for who's going to be on the upcoming season. But the second I start seeing, like, you know, early eliminations and stuff like that, I just tune out. But, yeah, I came across. uh, I don't know anything about the challenge. Like I said, I'm pissed that I found out that Michael. Is that his name, Michael? I could be wrong. Again, I'm still getting to learn the Big Brother people's names. I don't follow on the daily feeds. I'm I'm staying away from the uh, the BB updates on Twitter, which in the past, yeah, I've read. And they've been very informative, but I just, once I start reading them, I can't stop, and then I just get sucked in, and I don't want to get sucked in. I just want to see what's happening on the show on Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday nights. And then if I have any sort of, okay, I got to find out what the real story is behind it, then I'll go on and check. But right now, I'm staying away as long as I can. And I just want to finish up today with a thought on the Emmy nominations. I don't even know who got the Emmy nominations. So you're like, well, then why are you talking about it? Because I know who didn't get an Emmy nomination. And I am stunned that This Is Us got no Emmy nominations except for some bullshit like best song. Seriously? First off, um... Randall, played by, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Sterling, Sterling K. Brown. 
Sterling K. Brown has won Best Actor in a Drama before. The fact that he wasn't nominated in the show's last season is embarrassing. The fact that Mandy Moore wasn't nominated in the last season was embarrassing. And look, I get it. TV is very subjective. You might hate This Is Us. You might hate any of the other shows that were nominated and any of the women up for Best Actress and any of the men up for Best Actor or say that, oh, my God, they're so much better. And granted, there's a lot of shows that I haven't watched. I bet you if I went through the nominations for Best Actress and Best Actor, I've probably seen none of the other shows because I'm not a really big current scripted show watcher. I'm just not. I Because it's a lot of it's gone to streaming and there's just no shows that I really follow on the streaming side, to be honest with you. I watch reality TV and I watch my sports and my wrestling. Um, but I just don't watch any other shows. So, yeah, I don't know who Mandy Moore lost to in terms of getting a nomination. And I don't know who Sterling K. Brown lost to. Maybe I'll go read it later on today. But I pretty much know I'm not going to know who it is or what their how good or average their work is. I'm just not because I don't. I know that there's shows that I most of the shows I don't watch. But I just I'm shocked. I really can't believe that that Mandy or Sterling could not get an Emmy nomination for Best Actress and Best Actor respectively. That's rough. It was one of the best network shows in the past ten years, easily. And look again. Very subjective. You might have watched This Is Us and hated it. I don't know. I don't know how you can watch that show and hate it. You might think, oh, it's a little too sappy at times or it's a little too much. It's a little heavy. I get that. But to to say you hate a show like that, being like you didn't, do you not own a heart? It just, I, I don't know how you can like aggressively dislike that show. It just seems impossible. But when it comes to Emmy nominations and stuff like that, there's obviously a lot of politics involved and some, you know, backdoor handshakes and stuff like that to promote certain shows. We all know this has been going on for years. But on their final season, I just... Mandy Moore was incredible on that show for six seasons. Like, I just... I know she's been nominated in the past. I don't know how many times... I was shocked that she never won in the past, and I'm really shocked she couldn't get her nomination in her last season on that show. Very, very disappointing, but, you know, will I live? Yes. I'll be fine. I'm not even going to watch the Emmys anyway because most of these shows I don't watch. But, yeah, it was disappointing to hear. But anyway, that's it for today's Daily Roundup. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. We've had some uh, some really good success with these uh, first two that aired Monday and Tuesday of this week. And I'm having a lot of fun doing these. Like I said, it's, it's good to come on here just for 15 or 20 minutes to do something different than the Thursday podcast where, you know, it's a sit down and a phone interview and stuff like that. And we'll, we will have that tomorrow, but I'll have my daily roundup up probably about an hour before my daily roundup should be up around. I'm trying to get it up around 8am or 9am Eastern time every morning. And then on Thursdays when I have my regular podcast, where I interview somebody, that will be up usually around 10 a.m. Eastern on Thursday morning. So thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you tomorrow. See you!